Welcome back to Pass Your Life and Health Insurance Exam Podcast. I'm your host, Biko. I'm very excited to have you back here today. So, so today is a very special episode. It's going to be a very long episode, so we may need to break this up into two or three episodes. But today, I'm going to lay out a game plan for you, okay? Let's assume you're a new agent, you have your license, now what? So I'm going to lay out a plan for you. It's going to be a three-year roadmap. That if you follow, you should be able to succeed in the insurance industry. You should be able to be part of the 5 to 15% of agents that are doing very well in the life insurance industry. Because as I said in previous episodes, roughly 85% of new agents will fill their life insurance. Uh, well, 85% will fill in the insurance industry. So how do you go uh, from being a new agent to being part of the 5 to 15% that actually succeeds, that earns six figures and does very well in this industry? Well, this is your roadmap. So I highly recommend that you have your pen and paper ready. Uh, if you have something to take notes, take notes. This is an episode that you probably don't want to listen to if you're driving or working out or doing something. You want to listen to this episode when you're sitting down because I'm laying out the step-by-step actions you need to take. I'm spilling all the tea. This is something that I usually reserve for our growth academy, uh, for people who take our growth academy. Um, but I'm willing to spill some of that tea free of charge here. You don't have to pay anything for it. Okay. So I hope you have your pen and paper. Let's get started. All right. So let's assume you're a new agent, you get your license. You have your printed license, you apply for it, you got your license in the mail, and it says license, life insurance agent. Congratulations, you have your license. Then what? <laughs> there are thousands of people who get their license every year, just like you. And over time, that excitement fades away and they don't make any money and they quit. So how do you make sure that you are not one of those? So, I want you to write down three things right now. Again, do as I said, no, no exceptions, okay? That's why you don't want to be driving if you do this. Three things. Number one, write down two years, okay? Two years. Number two, write down five years. And number three, write down 750 rejections, all right? So let me repeat. I want you to write down these three things. Number one, two years. Number two, five years. And number three, 750 rejections. All right. If you need to listen to this, again, you can uh, you can go back and replay this. All right. So now, before we go further, I want you to select one of those three things. Pick one of them. It doesn't matter. You could pick two years. You could pick 
you know, 750 rejections, you could pick five years, but I want you to pick one. And, and I'll explain to you why later on, okay? So pick one of those three. All right, so after you pick them, let's get started. So the first thing, if I were to do this uh, differently, if I could go back and do this differently, the first thing I would do is decide upfront how much sweat equity you're willing to put in. What does that mean? You have to decide how much you're willing to sacrifice before you even get in. Because as I said, the insurance industry is very competitive. Why is it competitive? Because it has a very low barrier to entry. Anyone can be an insurance agent. I mean, all you need is a high school degree. Boom, that is it. You get your, you know, pass your exam and get your license. It's that simple. So every year there are, you know, tens of thousands of people who get their license, <laughs> but very few make it. Okay. So this will help you to be part of the few that succeed. So determine upfront, the first thing I want you to do, even if you have not gotten your license yet, maybe you're studying for your, for your license exam. First thing I want you to do is to determine how much you're willing to sacrifice. So the first thing is two years. Decide if you're willing to put in two years of hard work, sacrifice, learning on a full-time basis, okay? So that means you're doing this at least 40 hours a week. You don't have any job. This is your job. 40 hours a week minimum for two years. That's the first option. Second option is you can decide, okay, you know what? Maybe I have to feed my family and I can't go <laughs> two years without earning an income. So I'm going to keep my full-time job and I'm going to do this on a part-time basis. So I'm going to do this on a part-time basis. Okay. So if you're going to do it on a part-time basis, then you have to be willing to do it at least five years on a part-time basis. The third thing is you have to be willing to put in at least 750 rejections or log in at least 750 rejections of people actually telling you, no, you want to sell to someone or you want to get someone to get, you know, uh, a life insurance, 401k rover, whatever you want to sell to someone. You have to be willing to determine your minimum number of rejections you're going to get before you walk away. So you can decide upfront, you're going to stick with this on a full-time basis for two years. Um, number two, you want to decide if you're going to do this five years on a part-time basis, or you're going to get at least 750 rejections before you walk away. So I want you, maybe not now, because it's something you have to think about, but before you even go any step further, before you even get your license, or even if you have your license before you even put any more time in, decide 
how much you're willing to sacrifice. Because if you don't believe or if you don't think you can do this five years on a um, part-time basis, assuming you don't even make any money those five years, if you cannot determine that upfront, do not get any insurance induction. Don't waste your time. Go and do something else. You can be a real estate agent. You could do drop shipping. You could do so many things. You know, you could do so many online businesses. You know, you could do Amazon, um, Amazon, um, um, Amazon FBA. You know, the 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 tons of business out there. You know, you could do so many things. But if you're not willing to sacrifice or upfront decide you're going to do one of these three, do not move forward. Do not waste your time in the insurance industry. The third thing is you have to be willing to get at least 750 rejections before you can quit, okay? Why I say this is a lot of times people want overnight success. I tell people there is nothing like overnight success. What is overnight is what you see, but there's nothing like overnight success. You have to put in the time. A lot of people want microwave success, but the insurance industry, like a lot of things in life, will not, no, they will not happen over time, uh, overnight. So you have to be willing to get at least 750 rejections of actual people you're trying to sell to. 750 of those should tell you no. And if you get at least 750 rejections, then you can give yourself permission to quit. Up until that time, you don't have permission. You should not give yourself permission to quit because most of the time, people quit too early. There's a story about a guy who he was digging for diamonds and he was three feet away from diamond. And he got frustrated and he said, you know what, this is a waste of time. And he sold that land to someone. And the new owner of the land, when he started to dig, three feet later, just three feet down, they were able to find the largest deposit of diamond. And the guy who sold them that land, he regretted it. He said, man, if I, if I just knew that I was three feet away from acres of diamond, I wouldn't have sold that land. I won't have given up. I won't have thrown in the towel. Most times in life, and not just insurance, but most times in life, whether it's our relationships, whether it's school, it's business, whatever, most times in life, people stop three feet away from their acres of diamond. So this, by setting this out, this gives you at least at least a chance to succeed before you walk away. I want you to leave it all out on the field, you know, like football players, right, or, or um, athletes. You may lose, you may go and lose, that's fine, but leave it all out 
on the field. Give it your 100%. Give it what you got, all you got. And yes, the truth though, most times, if you give it everything you got, if you don't quit right out of the gate, oh, that kind of rhymes, quit right out of the gate. If you don't do that, most of the time you give yourself a fighting chance to succeed. I know this has become um, um, cliche now, as people say, quitters are never winners and winners never quit. Well, there is some truth to that, right? Because you're never going to win if at the sign of slightest trouble or setback, you um, quit and run away. Because right after the darkest hours in life, that is when dawn sets in. That is when light sets in. So right when you think it's not working, it's actually working. You just don't see it. You know what? All work works. As Myron Gordon said, if you don't know who it is, uh, you know, I, I recommend you can go and um, Google him. He's on YouTube a lot. Myron Gordon, G-O-L-D-E-N. He's one of the best um, business coaches in America. Uh, I highly recommend that you even take one of his... Um, uh, challenges. He has one called the Make More Offers Challenge. That one is for small business owners. So if you have a business and you want to scale your business, uh, I highly recommend that you take his challenge. And we have a link to that in the description here. You can click that link. But what he said um, is that all work works. All work works. What does that mean? You know, every work you do is working, but you just don't see it. It's either working for you, it's working on you, or sometimes it's working against you. But every single work works. You just have to give it time. So it's almost like you like you plant a seed in the ground. And you may be waiting, okay, I've planted this seed, okay, it's two days now. Why is it not growing? Well, that seed is actually growing, but you just don't see it yet because if it grows too early without uh, laying down all of the roots and shoots in the ground, chances are it's not going to be strong enough to survive when it comes up. So when you are putting in the work, when you're making um, phone calls and everybody's telling you no, when you're going out there and presenting and learning and you're not making any money, it's not that it's not working. It's just working on you to prepare you to be the best you can. So when that time comes, you can go from zero to 60. But most people, when they don't get quick results, they quit and run away. That is why. I'd say these three things up front. You have to decide which one you're willing to do. You have to be willing to do this on a full-time basis at least two years. If you give it at least two years, full-time, if you don't get any results, then at that point you can say, okay, I put in two years, I put it, you know, putting everything I have. 
it didn't work, I can walk away. So if you can't do that, do not dare start because I can tell you, you are guaranteed to fail. Now, some agents will succeed or make a lot of money in their first six months, first one year, but I can tell you from experience that is the minority, that's at most 15%. The 85% of agents don't get anywhere near that. Some people go one year or two years without making a single sale. So you have to determine, are you willing to go two years without making a single sale, working on a full-time basis? If the answer to that question is no, do not get started. Do not get started. Do something else. Go and do real estate. Do drop shipping. I mean, you can do a delivery business. You can do so many other things. Go and do something else because you have different ways to make money. Life insurance is not the only way to make money. So find something else if you're not willing to do that. And also, if you're going to do it on a full-time basis, make sure you have enough money saved to be able to support you and pay your bills. Don't jump in on a full-time basis unless you have at least enough money to say, okay, even if I don't earn a penny, for the next uh, one, two years, I'm still gonna be able to take care of myself and my family. That's one thing. Number two, you have to be able to decide whether you wanna do this on a uh, part-time basis for at least five years. Ask myself, ask yourself, can I do this five years on a part-time basis, consistently put in the work, even if I don't make a penny? Ask yourself. If the answer is no, do not get started. Option number three, you have to decide whether you're willing to stick it out even after you get at least 750 rejections. Why 750 rejections? Well, that is assuming you're doing this full time uh, for two years and you get one rejection every single day. So if you get one rejection every single day, that comes to about 750 rejections in a two-year period. So you have to be willing to do one of these three. So one of these have to, you, you know, you have to do one of these three first before you give yourself that permission to quit. If you know upfront that you cannot do it, I urge you, I plead with you, do not get into the life insurance business. Because if you do, chances are you're going to end up like 85% of new agents that fail. So that's number one. All right. So we have that out of the way. Next thing, yeah, uh, and I touched on this uh, earlier, you have to be okay with not earning any money. Okay. So you have to be okay with not earning any money in your first year on a full-time basis or five years on a part-time basis. Are you okay with that? If you're not okay with that, then again, don't get it. And I know this, this will sound harsh. Most recruiters don't tell people this. That's why I said in one of the previous episodes that most recruiters will sell you the dream, but they don't sell you the nightmare. Most recruiters will show you all of the upfront uh, potential. Oh, you could make 50000 a month. You could make you know, 10000 a month. 
they sell you all of the up uh, no upfront um, potential, but they don't also sell you the possibility that hey, you could do this for one year and you don't make any money. You could do it for two years and don't make any money. So you have to determine that for yourself. The third thing you want to do, and I touched on this you know, in the first point, you have to decide how many no's you're willing to get and still go forward. I recommend a minimum of 750 no's. If you, if you have just gotten, you know, you see this all the time, you know, someone will get maybe five rejections. Maybe they go and talk to their best friend to get insurance. Their best friend say, oh, no, I'm not interested. I don't believe in life insurance. They go and talk to their mom and dad. Oh, I'm not interested. You know, they go and, uh, and talk to your siblings. You need to get life insurance. Oh, I'm not interested. After five rejections, they get frustrated. Oh, this thing doesn't work. It's a waste of time. I'm not doing it. I'm... And they throw in the towel. After just five rejections, after just five no's, I'm telling you, you have to be willing to get at least 750 no's before you can walk away. Because chances are, if you can get 750 rejections, chances are you're probably going to succeed because each rejection makes you better for the next sale. Each rejection makes you better for the next sale because you're learning what not to do. Sometimes knowing what not to do is even more important than knowing what to do. So that is the third point. And let's stay on our third point a little bit. So again, when you join our growth academy, which is just $29 a month, we're going to talk more about that. But most people, when they start the insurance business, they start with their friends and family because hey, that's who you know, right? So you, you start, uh, you get your license. The first people you're going to go to will be your, you know, your parents, your siblings, you know, your kids, uh, you know, extended relatives, your friends, your co-workers. But here's the thing, though. Sometimes those are the hardest people to sell to. You know why? I'll just, again, I won't, I won't go into that too much here because that would be a little um, off topic. Uh, but the first thing is, the first reason why your friends and family will not buy for you, you know, there are a few reasons. Number one, they don't believe that you're um, um, capable because, hey, you know, just a few weeks, you know, that they knew you to be a school teacher or a bus driver or, you know, something else, right? And then overnight, you just pop up and say, hey, I'm an insurance agent, so I can help you roll over your 401k or I can help you, you know, get life insurance or do this one. And they're looking at you. Are you crazy? I mean, come on, you ain't no expert. So the first thing is they don't believe in your abilities because they know you for who you were, but not who you are. Okay. Most of the time, our friends and family know us for who we were, not who we are. And they won't be able to wrap their heads around that. So most of the time, they won't give you that chance. 
you'll notice sometimes you will tell uh, you will tell your family member the same exact thing, and they won't take action. But an outsider, someone they don't know from anywhere, comes and tells them the same thing about life insurance, and they will buy from that person in a heartbeat. Why? Because they don't trust you. You know, they still know you for who you were, not who you are now. Who you are now is, uh, you know, your financial professional, your insurance license. They don't believe that. That's the first reason. The second reason, your friends and family, you'll find it difficult for them to do business with you. Sometimes they don't want you to know your personal business. They don't want you to know their personal business. Yeah, they may believe that you can help them. They may believe that you know what you're doing, but let's say it's your cousin, you know, your cousin doesn't want you to know, you know her financial business. Uh, maybe that person is in debt. They don't want you to know that. Or maybe that person is doing very well. They don't want you to know that. Right? So, so the, your family members, most of the time, don't want you to help them and they won't buy from you from the, for the single fact that they don't want you to know their business. Because they feel that, oh, if you know their business, chances are you're probably going to tell other people that they know about, you know, about their financial business. So for that reason, they're not going to buy from you. Like I, I had an example, um, one of my cousins, he's doing very well. I mean, he has his own company. This company brings in revenue of almost two, three million dollars a year. So again, I don't know his finances, but I'm just assuming if your company is bringing, you know, three something million every year in revenue, chances are, even if you're now a millionaire, <laughs> chances are you're at least seven figure, you know, uh, seven figures. So, uh, I mean, the crazy thing is I told him, you know, I had a presentation. I was going to help him with all this, help him set up his trust, his living will, all of that stuff, you know, asset protection. Told him the same exact thing. He said, oh, you know, I'm not interested, blah, blah, blah. Someone, <laughs> somebody that I know, right? Told him the same exact thing, you no. Know, but that person, of course, you no. Know, he didn't know that I knew the person. Told him the same exact thing, and you no. Know, and the person and I are business partners who work together. But the person told him the same exact thing. Did the same exact presentation for him, and he ended up going with that person. But I, as his cousin, he didn't buy from me. What I tell you, well, so I confronted him about it. I was like, hey, you no, know, how come, you know, I told you the same exact thing. Why didn't you, I mean, is there something I need to know about? Did I do something to you? And at least he was honest and just told me flat out, Biko, I don't want you to know my business. That is it. I don't want you to know my business. I'd rather a stranger know my business than you. because. We're you no, know, we're family. I'm like, what? So sometimes you're going to notice that with family members. So if your family members are, are telling you no, 
that could be the second reason. The third reason is that sometimes just out of jealousy, sometimes your family members don't want you to make any money off them. You know, they'll be like, oh, I ain't, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, you're not going to make money off me because they know that when you sell them that life insurance policy or you help them roll over their 401k, whatever it is, that you're going to earn money, right? So some people are very selfish. Some people are very selfish, but rather an outsider make that money from them than someone they know, than your family member or friends. So some people will tell you straight up front, you know, <laughs> you're not going to make money off me, All right? So from my experience, those are the three main reasons you're going to find it very difficult to sell to family and friends. And when you join our growth academy, you know, again, we, in the interest of time, I'm not going to go too much into details, but when you join our growth academy, we're going to show you ways, you know, we're going to show you strategies to, for you to overcome all of that. All right. So, so that's number three, right? Number four. Now let's get to laying this out. Number four, your first year should be focused on learning. Again, this is a three-year plan to help you to succeed. This is a three-year plan to help you to be part of the 15% of agents that succeed. So your first year, what should you do in your first year after you get your license? Well, your first year after you get your license, you, know, you want to be focused on learning. You want to be focused on learning. Do not focus too much on money. Yes, you're going to make money. Uh, no, of course, that is why you got in the insurance industry to make money. That's understood. But your primary objective in your first year should be to learn as much about the business, learn as much about sales, learn as much about all the financial products and services your company uh, offers. Just learn, 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 soak up knowledge, soak up knowledge, soak up knowledge, get experience, get experience, get experience. The first year, that should be your number one focus. And I know it sounds a little um, counterintuitive because, hey, I joined to make money. I got my license to make money. So why are you telling me I shouldn't focus on making money? Well, Sometimes if you focus on making money before you learn, it's like you're trying to put the cart before the horse. It won't work, All right? So learn, the money will follow. But if you focus on the money and not learn, most of the time, you're not going to learn and you're not going to make the money and you're going to uh, crash and burn, okay? So your first year, focus on learning, learning, learning. And again, you can join our growth academy and we have tons of on-demand training. This is just a sample of what you would get in our growth academy training, okay? But it's just 29 hours a month. It's a membership training and you're going to get tons of valuable training uh, um, that will help you to succeed in the industry. Okay, so now I say focus on learning in your first year. So what is the order? What is the order? you should go um, in, like what order should you go in to, to learn? Well, the first thing here I would say is uh, your first year should be focused on um, you know, training, you know, 
the first thing you want to do is go on field training. Um, what does field training mean? So most of the time when you join, you, you have an agent. You know, if you're in a network marketing business like um, uh, World Financial Group, Prime America, PHP, FFL, you know, uh, New York Life, most of the time, you, you know, they're going to match you with an experienced trainer, right? So you want to you want to get as much field training. Field training just means that you're you're going with your trainer in the field. It could be online, but you're actually watching them do the business. That's called field training, right? So, so that's number one. The next thing you got to do here is learn to do presentations. Learn to do presentations. Um, because the way it works, first you have to do a presentation for your prospect. And if the prospect likes, no, no again, a, a presentation is just, you're just going over um, what you got to offer them and how it will benefit them. It can be a PowerPoint presentation. It could just be a regular face-to-face um, -face conversation a discussion, but you're presenting to them, um, you know, the, you know, the products you have that will help to solve whatever problem, right? So focus on doing presentations. You no, know? at a minimum, I usually recommend uh, you want to do at least twenty. You no, know? uh, and most of the time you do that with your trainer. If you join our growth academy, we can sh uh, show you how to do that. You know, you, you get a practice and all of that. But you want to focus uh, on presentations. That's the first thing. Next thing is you want to learn to overcome objections. Uh, most of the time, um, when people don't buy, you know, it's for one of these reasons, right? You no. Know, so how do you overcome those objections? Well, the first reason people will not buy is they'll tell you, oh, I can't afford life insurance. But here's the crazy thing, oh, you've, you've ever thought about it. Those who say, oh, I can't afford it. Um, maybe you, you run a quote for them and it comes up to be, I don't know, let's say $200 a month. Oh, oh, I can't afford $200 a month. Well, let's say $100 a month. Oh, I can't afford $100 a month. But you look on Instagram, you look on Facebook, and this person is 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 taking a trip to you know they're taking a trip to Dubai and, and, and Paris and they are spending five thousand dollars on this vacation, but yet and still they don't they say they can't afford hundred dollars to protect their family right to give their kids peace of mind if they die or this person who said they can't afford hundred dollars a month, you see you know they go and buy or. You no, know, a flat screen TV that costs two or three thousand dollars. Jeez, you can afford hundred dollars a month, or you can afford three or four thousand dollars a flat screen TV, right? You can afford hundred dollars a month, but you can afford a six or seven hundred dollar um, um, car note every month. So when people tell you they can afford, most of the time that is BS, right? They can afford it. But they don't just think it's a priority. No, they don't think it is important, right? People will spend money on things they think is um, important or is valuable. They don't just think life insurance, getting it maybe at that point in your life is valuable or is important. 
So how do you overcome those um, objections? So that's that's the number one um, objections you, you're going to get. I can't afford it. The other objection you're going to get is I don't need life insurance. Though anybody and everybody needs life insurance, right? So how do you overcome those objections? The, the, the other objection may be, oh, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. Or, or, or let me talk to my to my spouse. Let me talk to my wife, my husband. Let me talk to this person, to that person. Uh, that's the other common objection. The other one is, oh, you know, I don't need life insurance. Why? Because, oh, I have insurance on my job. No, I have 100000 or $200,000 insurance uh, for my job. Okay? But a lot of them don't know that that job insurance is just tied to your job, right? So when you quit, you get fired, boom, you know, you lose your, your insurance coverage. So those are the objections. So to succeed, you have to learn how to overcome objections because in the insurance industry, when it comes to life insurance on average, you're going to get about 10 objections. No, usually 10. No, they'll come in different variations, but it's usually 10. What I share with you is just uh, a part of those 10, but you're going to get one of these in some shape or form. So how do you um, overcome those objections? Because if you can overcome those objections, chances are you're going to get the client to buy. So how do you overcome those? So, so you want to learn how to overcome objections. Uh, the other thing you want to learn, again, this is all in your first year, you want to learn the psychology of selling, right? You have to learn the human psychology. Because here's the thing, um, human beings, most of the time our actions are predictable. If you learn human psychology, <laughs> you can be able to um, predict most of um, you know, the actions your clients will take. So for example, one of the common human psychology is no human being likes to buy from anybody who is desperate. So if the person you're trying to sell to, if they believe that you are desperate for this sale, that you must get this sale, like maybe you need this sale to survive, chances are even if it will benefit them, chances are they won't buy from you. And that brings me back to the first point I made that you have to be willing to do this at least on a part-time basis for five years or do it the first two years without earning any money. When you come in, always have a second source of income, whether it's a job or another business, but do not depend on a life insurance sale 100%. Because most of the time, if you're desperate for a sale, it's going to show. It's going to show in your body language. It's going to show... Um, in your tone of voice is going to show. And when clients know that you are desperate for that sale, most of the time they won't buy from you. It's crazy. Even if you're selling the best product, even if it's a product that they can afford, even if they need it, just because they perceive you as being desperate, they're not going to buy from you. That's just human psychology 101. People don't buy from desperate people. So how do you go about 
when you're trying to talk to people not to come across as being desperate. I'll give you another good example. I'm sure almost every guy can relate to this. When you're growing up, you're young, maybe in high school or middle school, uh, you know, remember the, you know, like the guys who always don't care about the girl, you know, who play the girl off. They don't, they don't give the girl that much attention. They ignore her. Most of the time, those are the most most of the time, those are the guys, those young girls will uh, crave, right? Or go after. But the guy who is always there, like desperate for her and showing her all the attention and giving her everything, like literally begging for her attention. Most of the time, those are the guys that get ignored when you're growing up as kids. And sometimes even as adults, people still do it, right? That is just human psychology. No, people don't respond to desperation. So when you're selling to people, never ever show that you're desperate. Even if you're desperate, never show you're desperate. Because the moment they sense that, the moment someone senses that you're desperate for that sale, they won't buy from you. So that is human psychology. So, so, so again, you have to learn human psychology. Um, you know, you have to learn human psychology if you want to succeed in this insurance industry. A good book I recommend is a book by Tom Hopkins. Hopkins, H-O-P-K-I-N-S. It's called How to Master the Art of Selling Financial Services. Again, Tom Hopkins, How to um, Master the Art of Selling Financial Services. So I highly recommend that book. Uh, you can find it on Amazon, but it's a great read. When you're doing this, again, in your first one year, you want to be training. You want to be you know, reading books. Right, but learn, 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 learn. So that would be the other thing. Learn the psychology of selling. The other thing you want to learn in your first year is how to do personal financial analysis. Because now you you know you have um, done the presentation for the client. The client says, "Okay, I'm interested." You've overcome all your objections, and now they're ready to go. Now, by law. Financial agents, you you cannot sell someone you know, something to someone a financial product or service without doing a personal financial analysis. You first of all have to make sure this is something the person needs and they can afford, right? So you do a financial analysis. So you have to learn how to do that. So that will be the next thing I recommend you, you learn how to do. Then you also want to learn how to do illustrations. So so in the insurance industry, illustration is just a fancy name for quotes. So you have to be able to run someone's quotes. Like uh, if you're with a network marketing or most companies will even have their own software where you can give someone a quote, like, okay, you can put in your age, you know, your gender and all of that stuff. And then boom, you, you know, it will, it will give you an illustration. You put in the death benefit amount, maybe a 46 year old female needs a $250,000 uh, life insurance policy if she has, if she's in good health, everything you run, you know, you put in the software, you, you know, um, and you hit Illustrate, and it's going to give you a course. So you have to learn how to um, um, do illustrations uh, for people, right? What if the person, um, 
wants a certain living benefit. Maybe they want to make withdrawals. Maybe they want to use their life insurance as retirement, right? And now they want to know how much money should I put in my life insurance policy if I want to get 50000 every year at the age of 65, you know, starting at age 65. You have to be able to run all those illustrations. So master doing illustration because sometimes you can get the client to say yes, you do the presentation, everything, but if you don't know how to do illustrations well, you can end up uh, losing that client. Okay. Then the other thing I'll recommend again, this is all during your first year. You want to learn the key um, products that your company offers, right? So, whether your company offers um, annuities, um, cash value, life insurance, term insurance whatever or maybe the offer um uh, final expense insurance whatever your company offers you want to be able to learn those products very well now let me recommend here some books for you uh for cash value life insurance you know uh, and then just, just general uh, financial education because think about it when you're a life insurance agent you're not just selling life insurance to your clients but think about yourself as a financial educator because most people can't afford to hire uh, some of those big Wall Street um, investment firms. They won't even look at you if you're earning less than 250000 a year. They won't even look at you, right? So that's where insurance agents come in because now you can offer these services to people for free of charge, right? So you are the first line of defense. You are the primary financial um, educator for the majority of like um, you know, Americans, for I'll say 85, 90% of the population, you are the primary financial educator. So you're not just a salesperson, but think about yourself as a financial educator, right? Uh, so these are some books that will not just help you, you know, to understand how you know, cash value life insurance works, but it will just teach you a lot about the financial system in America, about taxes, and just overall financial literacy. So the first book I recommend is called um, Money, Wealth, Life Insurance um, by Jake Thompson. So Money, Wealth, Life Insurance by Jake Thompson. The other book is The Power of Zero by David McKnight. The Power of Zero by David McKnight. Third book is What Would the Rockefellers Do? How the Wealthy Get and Stay That Way and How You Can Too. And that is by Garrett Gunderson. Okay. Then fifth book is The Retirement Miracle by Patrick Kelly. The Retirement Miracle by Patrick Kelly. And fifth book is The Financial Pocket Knife. Beating the Dream Killers, and that one is by James Stoddard, S-T-O-D-D-A-R, James Stoddard. So with those five books, if you can not just read those five books, but actually study them, no, understand them very well, you can also be able to educate your clients. And when you educate a client, chances are they're probably going to buy from you because once they understand uh, what it is you're trying to sell to them, um, I'm assuming your product is good. Once they understand that and they believe that it can solve their problem and help them, they're going to go ahead and buy for you. So we're going to uh, wrap it up here. 
this is a very long uh, series. As I said, uh, this is a lot. So this will be part one. So, so part two, uh, for this, I'm gonna show you the, uh, you know, the plan for year two and year three. So we just laid out your first year plan of action, what you should do. Now, if you want this in writing, uh, if you join our growth academy, we have all of this in writing. You can see the transcript. Uh, you can have access to you know, the, the PDF document, okay? But that is the plan of action for your first year. So the next episode, which will probably be in two weeks because we just made a change. So here's a change. Before, I said we're going to do two episodes a week. So we're going to have our pre-licensing training on Mondays then our new agent training on Thursdays. Well, we just found out that that is just, I mean, it's a lot of work. You know, creating content is a lot of work. Uh, so what we decided to do is we you know, decided to go back. So instead of it being two episodes a week, we'll just stick to our one episode a week, but we're going to um, alternate. So if we do a pre-licensing episode this week, uh, 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 an exam prep uh, episode this week. Then next week, we're going to do a new agent training. Then the following week, we're going to do um, uh, you know, an exam um, training episode just like that. So we're going to um, alternate. So this week, you're listening to um, part one of this episode. Next week, you're going to... Uh, get the pre-licensing training to prepare you for your life insurance. Then the following week, which will be two weeks from now, you're gonna get part two, all right? Now, let's just uh, do some quick CTAs here, some, you know, some call to actions. If you like this episode so far, we highly recommend that you enroll in our Growth Academy, okay? So our Growth Academy is for new licensed agents to help them succeed in the insurance industry. So it's just $29.99 a month. Again, you have a five-day uh, free trial. Try for five days. If you like it, that's fine. Um, you can keep it. If you don't like it, you cancel and you don't pay anything. The other, uh, and we have to link to all of, all of these things I'm gonna tell you about. We have to link to that in our description. Uh, the other thing here is we have an affiliate program. So. You can uh, sign up as an affiliate if you like our training, our self-study, whatever. Sign up as an affiliate and share the good news with, uh, with people you know who are either new agents or looking to pass the exam. So every time someone books through your unique affiliate link, you could get up to, uh, you could get up to, um, how do you call it, um, a 70% commission, all right? So do the math, for example, our self-study courses cost about $250. So if you're an affiliate and you recommend one of our self-study courses to someone, then you could now get, I think it's 70, uh, yeah, I think it's 70%. So you could get about $175 in commission. Think about if you refer 10 people that enroll in our self-study courses every single month, you do the math, that's about roughly, you know, about $1,200. A month, right? So we also have to link to that. The other thing we have here is our weekly webinar. 
It's every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So we recommend signing up for our weekly webinar and you're going to learn you know, a lot of other things. Fourth on the list here is Make More Offers Challenge. It's by Myron Gordon. Um, he's, a, he's a black guy, but he's one of the best business coaches in all of America. So I highly, highly recommend that you take one of his challenge. Uh, it's just, um, I think it's $100 um, for each challenge. It's a five-day challenge. But I can tell you what you're going to learn from that if you have a business or you want to start a business or you even want to succeed um, as an insurance agent, right? It's going to help you. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. It will probably be the best $100 you spent ever. So we have the link um, to that um, challenge. You can sign up for it through our link. And when you sign up for it, we're going to get a little discount, you know, uh, a little referral bonus, just full disclosure. The other thing is we have our newsletter. So we send out emails you know, at least two or three times a month with a lot of training, discounts, and promotions. So if you want to be on our email list, you can also go to our website and just subscribe. We have our YouTube channel. I know some of you are very visual. You, you like to see things, you know, because sometimes when I'm doing this, I'm sharing my screen so you're able to see, right, um, what I'm talking about. So we have the link to our YouTube channel. Again, follow, you know, subscribe. And then if you're listening to this on podcasts, of course, we have the link for that. Also, we have our website. We visited it. Then we have our survey. So, so we we urge you to take our survey, you know, to just give us some feedback, what you like and all of that. So we have the link for that. And then we, we also started to write uh, blog articles. So every week, we're going to write one article. Every week, we're going to write one article. So we, we recommend that. And we have our contact information, uh, menzopass at menzopass.com. If you want to email us with any questions or suggestions, you can email us there, or you can also text or call us. Our number is in the description also. It's 202-703-3668. Again, it's 202-703-3668. So that concludes it here for episode number one. And we'll have episode number two, which will be how to succeed as a new insurance agent your three-year plan. Thank you very much for listening. Again, uh, if you like this podcast, if you're listening to this on YouTube, please like, comment, share, subscribe, spread the good news to as many people as possible, and let's help as many people as we can. Please be safe out there, and until next time, uh, be safe.